You're listening to Spartan Up Podcast. We're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful, no matter how they defined it. Welcome, Spartans. We're here in the beautiful rest of Tranquil. I was going to say that it's going to be interesting for our viewers and our listeners who are familiar with Joe, you know, certainly the public Joe. They probably wouldn't usually put rest of and tranquil in the same sentence. Right. So it's, but, it's but for this that. particular yeah, episode, it yeah. will be because yeah. I'll make it clear here in a second. And uh, as usual, to my side here, I've, I don't know all I these. I feel restful and tranquil. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Sephra's tranquil and restful. <laughs> Johnny seems to be yeah. a little ramped up, but I think I we're going to be able to take Fired care of that. <laughs> and uh, Dell is over there. I'm not sure what she's doing at cool this moment. Cool as a cucumber. Looks, cool yeah. as a cucumber. And, and, uh, and how's, how's Marion doing, our, our ever fearless leader? Sometimes Marion is so restful and peaceful we forget we, that we, she's there. I <laughs> never she's forget. She's doing such a great job. It's fantastic. All right, well, Bob, uh, Bob Roth, who we're going to talk to, is a noted uh, transcendental meditation tree expert painter who's um, <laughs> been in this business for forty plus years. Has got some uh, great stories, great insight, great client kind of stuff, and has done some miraculous things. So uh, I got the privilege of sitting down and talking to him. So let's go roll that tape. We'll come back and talk about it. Cool, yeah, and he's, uh, he's helped some really famous people who we cannot name. I'm here today with uh, Bob Roth, a noted uh, transcendental meditation expert, a man who's been doing this, I, I read, for 45 years or so, somewhere in that neighborhood. Long time. And so you are one of the, um, as I said, noted or renowned experts. Just uh, been at it a long time. Well, globally. So <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, I, I know zero about it. To me, it's probably taking a nap or, or something. Right. Well, I grew up in a military family. Oh, My wow. father yeah. was a, a medic in World War II. We, he worked at the VA hospital in San Francisco, um, injured uh, officer. And I, I grew up with a disciplined military discipline. But my upbringing was, <clears throat> I know it sounds strange now, but I always wanted to go into politics. I wanted to make change. Now it sounds weird, but yeah. way back when, no, I don't think it's yeah. Strange, but, but way back when, I because I was I was raised with a um, a mission that you have to give back, you sure. have to create a better service. world. Yeah, sur- service. And uh, along the way, um, I heard about something called transcendental meditation when I was just 18 years old, and I thought, oh God, not on your life. I'm not. I never wasn't even in my vocabulary. Right. I'm like a doer, an activist. And someone said, no, this this technique has its roots in ancient. Uh, ancient times, it was, a, it was a meditation for warriors. It was to give them calm and clarity and equanimity so that they could do battle and not overreact and not get angry and not get vengeful and just be calm in the midst of the storm. And I learned it and I loved it. And with the permission of my father, I became a teacher of Transcendental Meditation. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you about. How did your family react to that then? My father was a scientist and I showed him the research. On, on transcendental meditation. The word meditation has so many connotations. Right. You can think it's, well, that's what you do when you're in church and there's a time for silent meditation. Or you can think it's a sect. Or you can think it's whatever, something, a waste of time or whatever. And the word meditation is sort of like the word food. I mean, there's good food and there's bad food. There's food that makes you sick and there's food that makes you powerful. And meditation is the same. Meditation just means thinking. And... Um, there are types of meditation that are a philosophy. Transcendental meditation, or TM, no philosophy, no change in lifestyle, no religion, a tool that anyone can learn. That you can. I'm a very skeptical guy. You know, when you think of the word a meditation teacher, you think, oh, the guy's going to be wearing robes or something. Well, I, I did ask your assistant, Reesey. Reesey. Where, where were the waterfalls? Where was the incense? Where yeah, was yeah, the, yeah. The, the no, music, no, the no. Music. 
None of that. None of that, exactly. I am a skeptic. I'm a cynic. I'm like everybody else. I'm a normal guy. And I, because of my, the scientific upbringing and my father's focus on service and also the military, I'm a skeptic, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so close. I'm not close-minded. I'm willing to look. I'm willing to, you show me evidence. You show me proof. And there was so much research on this that I couldn't ignore it for reducing stress, for waking up the brain, for giving you more, more energy and more resilience. And I loved that I could be 100% skeptical. I mean, when I asked my teacher about it, she held up a, a, a tennis ball and she said, you can be skeptical about gravity. You can think it's a crock. You drop the, the you let go, it's gonna fall, right? gonna fall. Same with this particular TM. Belief is irrelevant. I love, we're working on um, military bases all over the country. As a matter of fact, we receive large grants, many millions of dollars from the Department of Defense and the VA hospital to work with active duty military and also veterans and now, and now um, cadets to West teach Point West Point, West yeah, West Point, ROTC. We're at, um, right here in New York at, at Hamilton at Fort Hamilton, okay. we're at um, down in Augusta, Georgia, we're in um, the Eisenhower VA Hospital, we're here at the VA Hospital in Manhattan and Brooklyn for one reason, stress is a killer. Yeah. Stress is a killer. And whether you have acute toxic stress or traumatic stress from combat or just the stress of transitioning from combat or wherever back home and that stress and then the stress of transitioning to the workplace, Stress is a killer. And, and I certainly don't want to make this a, a, a military show because it's, it's not fine. Work, but, but, you know, I I'm really inspired. Well, I appreciate that because um, there is. Uh, when, when, you're, when you go on deployment, whether, you, whether you've been in combat or not, if you go away from home for a year and you come back, uh, the lifestyle of your household may have changed. Your, your kids wife, don't know you your anymore. Your wife or your, or your husband's roles have changed. Your kids are, don't treat you the same. And so there's a, a reintegration process that has to take place and a relearning of everybody's roles within, within that society, right? And that, that can cause great stress. And it, it's not only when you return, but I, I've learned over the years that it also happens before you leave and you get pre-stressed and you start taking it out. It's easier to leave someone when you're mad right. than, than right. when everything is good. So anyway, I, if, if you're working, and I shouldn't say if, your work with the vets, I, I think that's got to be great because I can imagine that anything that helps them kind of achieve that peace, that quiet. Well, look, and it looks just like this. It look, doesn't look anything different than this. Okay, that's not good for TV, though. Right? I know, I'm not done. <laughs> but in other words, you're not sitting in a pretzel position. Right. You can have a coat on, you can like that. Okay. And it's a technique, the analogy I like to use is of an ocean where you're, you're on a little boat and you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean you get these giant waves. Okay. And you could think, oh my God, the whole ocean is in upheaval, 30, 40 foot high swells. But Tim, do a cross section of the ocean. You got these little itty bitty 30 foot waves and the ocean is a mile deep. Right. And at the depth of the ocean, silent. Right. So the mind is the same. The surface of the mind is the worried, active, planning. You know, act, I yeah. call it the gotta, gotta, gotta mind. Yeah. And it sometimes doesn't stop when you gotta go to sleep. Now, we hypothesize that deep within you and me and every skeptical person watching this show, there's a level of their mind right now that is completely calm and settled by nature. And Transcendental Meditation, TM, 
is, and transcend, all it means is to go beyond the noise. So transcend means to go beyond that, to just settle, to settle, to settle, is a technique that gives access to that effortlessly. And when that happens, your body gains a state of rest deeper than the deepest part of deep sleep. And there's a hormone, and I won't go too heavy into this, there's a hormone called cortisol. You ever feel anxious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cortisol. You ever feel anxious? Sure. When you're anxious, your body secretes cortisol. It's a I prefer to think that I don't feel anxious, but I'm sure that probably... There are times, and some people watching get anxious. Sure. When you get a good night's sleep, cortisol levels will drop 10%. In 20 minutes of TM, cortisol levels drop 40%. Oh, wow. And it wakes up the brain, and that's why it's a warrior's meditation. And everybody's a warrior. To be a dad is to be a warrior. Well, to be a white, that, a, a mother is a warrior. It's well, not just for military. And I also, I also read one of the other one of the other big groups of people you're working with is is teens, at risk teens. Specifically. And every teen is at risk. Well, right. And I, I would agree with you. Some more than others. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Not everybody has the same tools. Right, right. Same family upbringing and the rest of those kind of things. So, just uh, so how, how are how are the children? I guess or how the teens responding to all of They're this? They're great. Younger generation, like. I'm 65, so I'm an older guy. My parents' generation heard the word meditation. They said, oh, God. But then my generation, a little bit more open to it, well, the research. Kids today, it's part of their lexicon. It's just the norm. So you tell them you're going to teach meditation, and they go, great. They want to do it, and they love it because the results are immediate. Now, have we seen results? I mean, oh, yes. As far as uh, acting out, school behaviors, discipline? Uh, we have received large grants. In Chicago, for example, they have a real problem with um, youth violence. We've received uh, $300,000 and next year a million dollars to teach whole schools. We call it quiet time to meditate. And, what, and we're doing that all over the Half a million kids we've taught to meditate. And what they find is suspensions and expulsions and dropout rates decrease plus drug abuse and more importantly or as importantly grades test scores graduation rates why because they're just not stressed out of their mind they're more healthy and they're more themselves and i don't know if you've had a chance does the the adhd and the rest of you're asking all the great questions yeah well thank you first person ever say that you will so uh what's what's the impact there i mean are they harder to reach or is there no, the interesting thing about ADHD, attention hyperactivity disorder, is um, it's a function of this, there's a, this part of your brain is called the prefrontal cortex. It's the size of your fist, and that's a, right behind your forehead, and that's executive functioning. That's decision making and judgment and planning, what governs, and um, a sense of self and problem solving. And a child who has ADHD, has, that's a problem of executive functioning. Now, if they're stressed or tired, they're not sleeping well or anxious, then that's even worse. It exacerbates it. And when you sit and you sit quietly and you meditate, you do TM, the mind and body get this deep rest. The connections in the brain well, are so strengthened. It's, so that it's it, all it, neural it pathways. It's all so brain. It, it clears those pathways. And, and re, resets them. Resets yeah. the neural pathways. All right. Well, Look, I, I am learning a lot here, obviously. Because <laughs> well, said, science. You, you pegged me as a skeptic right away, so I, I am learning. I am learning quite a bit. But what we'll do is we'll take a quick break here. We'll just talk off camera on a couple of things. We'll come back and then we'll talk to you about again how do you apply some of the lessons learned to to our broader audience and, and Spartan kind of people in general. We we believe a lot of the exact same things that you're talking about but achieve them through physical exercise. But I, I think... We want both. I think we want both, and I we think there's both. a lot of, uh, what's well, not similarity, but uh, sim uh, symbiotic relationship yeah, yeah. Uh, there. So 
All right, so we'll be back in a couple minutes. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. Spartans, what is your workout? I was heading into the gym and guess what? Door is locked. I don't need a gym. We just wrote a great book called Spartan Fit. We're putting the finishing touches on it. We're designing the cover. It is a nightmare, by the way. Don't ever write a book. Spartan Fit is coming out. We'd love to get you pre-registered for this book. It's a 30-day program that will change your life. How do I know? I know because for 40 years, my mother tortured me. She made me do all kinds of workouts with monks and yogis and weightlifters, you name it. I had all kinds of crazy things going on in my living room. I promise you, you're gonna love this book, Spartan Fit. Go to the website, get pre-registered. See you soon. Join the Spartan Revolution. Pre-order now at spartanfitbook.com and save 25% with the code FIT25. All right, so we're back out air, and as we were off air, Bob was telling us a little bit more again about kind of the, the definition, but also kind of more the history of, of uh, TM. So just Well, I think that what's interesting now that someone said to me, why there's so much interest in meditation now, all of a sudden? a serious interest in medical schools and research institutes and companies and professional athletic teams. And I, I think it's like a confluence, a perfect storm of three things. One, the problem of stress is worse than ever. And not just stress, oh, I'm in, I'm in trauma, but just live in life. Yeah. Second, there is no magic pill that modern medicine has. Oh, take this and you won't get stressed. Or you're stressed, take this and it'll go away. It masks it. We can mask it with, with, or we can manage it with right. medicine, or we can mask it with six glasses of wine, but there's no, no pill. And the third is science. There's so much research on TM now. And the point that I'm, I feel is it's necessary that we don't, in our skepticism about the word meditation, we don't just say, oh, I don't believe in any of that, because there's too big of a field. It turns out maybe 90% of this stuff is bogus, but there's 10% that is, can be life-saving, and that's what's coming out now. Now, it, it seems to me that, again, there's some overlap uh, between what, what TM is doing and what yoga is doing, but more of a physical nature. Is there, is there any connectivity there? The word yoga just means union, and it's a union of mind and body and spirit or You're something. You're like a thesaurus, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, definition well, I've been at every, a long time. You know, yeah. definition so you have word. yoga postures, which are stretching exercises, but then you have meditation, which is union also. So it just brings the mind and body together. So you bring the mind and body together by stretching exercises or by the Spartan lifestyle. I mean, when, before we went in this interview, right. I love the name Spartan because it's stripping away the nonsense. It's getting down to the essentials. You have to get down to the essentials in your body and you have to get down to the essentials in your mind. And the mind, the essentials in your mind is that quiet, like I said about the ocean, that calm, subtle level of the ocean. Not up here where you're distracted and your action and reaction and sad and happy, which is that equanimity. And that is yoga of the mind. And I think you can't go, you, you can't look to meditation as a solution to all problems and you can't look to physical activities as a solution to all problems. In the toolbox of life, there's more than one tool. Sure. And so I think what's wonderful and, and bodes well for a complicated, noisy, extravagant, indulgent lifestyle is that meditation and yoga and exercise and these real life things like chasing deer rather than 
I like to call them first world problems, like I'm electrocuting myself. Right. It's like, yeah. But real stuff, that's getting us down to our basics. And, and basic, getting down to basics means more powerful, happier inside in a, in a, in a real way. Not I'm happy because I got this bauble, yeah. but I'm happy because I'm connected. Well, look, I, I, could, I think I could continue along this line for a long time. A couple I, of hours. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. But let's switch it up here just a little bit. As you, you're, you're now kind of at the top of the heap here, uh, or one um, of them, right? Yeah. So uh, there's whether, a lot whether of us. you'll admit it or not. Yeah, but, a lot of us. But, so 45 years in, but, yeah. but when you started, certainly not. So there was a, a path to your success. I've lived by this code. I, I heard this long time ago, the, the two fundamentals of success. Once you have something that, you, that seems right, conviction. And I see that as a vertical thing, just to the core of your being, conviction and persistence over time. Right. And that's horizontal. So I think conviction that you believe, and that's in a relationship, that's when you're raising your kids or, sure. or do something. So I have deep conviction and I don't give up. And so, it's persistence over time. So, so you For walk me, the meditation was, this is a real deal. This is a real, for a skeptical, cynical guy who didn't believe in anything, right. when I had the experience, well, when it. I had the, and the belief came from the experience. Right. It's like you trust a friend when the, tr when the friend comes through. Sure. So the meditation worked. And I thought, I'm going to teach this. And even though 45 years ago, people thought it was bogus, I worked with others and we set up medical conferences and we raised money for research and we went to schools and businesses and now they're coming to us. So we had 40 plus years of wandering in the desert with that conviction and persistence and now it's in, it's, you know, it's in schools everywhere, it's in businesses everywhere. It's, uh, we're working with the National Football League which needs it because of concussions. Wow. At any point in there, did you ever say to yourself, this isn't working, I won't make it? the business will fail. How do, you, how do you overcome those obstacles? And again, the, the, the tips you gave are great, but have you tell you. I'll tell you, it's okay. really good. And this is how meditation has helped me. Because when you're trying to do something new and innovative that you believe in, and you're not just sort of plugging into the system, then there's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of things right. that come your way over the years. And, I th and this is the key thing when we're working with military bases, the word resilience is everything. It is. And it's not just physical resilience, it's mental resilience. And how do you handle when you call up 30 people about an idea and all 30 are not interested or don't take your call? Or how do you do something? You, when you try and you set up a, a conference and nobody shows over the years or you get turned down. I have a lot of friends when I was a, a, a young kid who started I'm in the nonprofit, started nonprofits, and they just got beat up and they quit. And I'm like, I'm happier now than I was when I was 18. And 100% because of meditation, because of resilience. It's like you can have a tree that's brittle and you, you I tried to, you know, as a kid, we had a tree in the backyard that wasn't uh, healthy and you try and build a tree fort, yeah. there's Bob on the ground. Sure. But then you got a tree that's healthy, you can take all the weight. So resilience for me is the key. Well, it's interesting when you talked about trying to get the military contract or the military interest, because, again, we've done a few of these, and I remember back, and I, I don't remember his name, I'm sorry for that, but Oakley Sunglasses, uh, when they, the, the, the gentleman who kind of started that business came out to military bases and would set up little kiosks or something, try to get guys to wear them, and at the time they wore Foster Grants, and right. nobody will look at these things, nobody will buy them, and now you can't find a soldier, uh, Marine, 
on a planet that doesn't have these Oakleys on their heads, you know what I mean? But he stayed with it, stayed with it, got to find somebody, got to find a champion, you know, somebody to get well, you. Well, your career, right your career. I mean, you read about this guy. Just, you know, you had to well, have times when you don't believe, you know, when people aren't believing in you, when you're doubting to a certain extent. And you just get up and you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing what's right. And you got it. I just think, someone one time said, the, there's other keys to success. Well, the ancient thing, you have to be true to yourself. You have to be, and right. for that, for me, meditation helps me be true to myself because the, the clutter, it's that Spartan existence. The clutter, the noise, the extravagance goes and you're just left alone, that simple, settled state of awareness. Be true to yourself and do what you know to be right and don't do what you know to be wrong. No, and I, and I do. I, I like to go to the gym. I like to work out. And it's funny, when I was younger, when I was like a company commander, so that's when you're like a captain, my lieutenants, I would get to the gym at like 5.30 in the morning. And our company uh, PT would start about 6.30, so I'd work out about an hour before everybody else. And so the lieutenants started coming to work out with me. And then they got upset when I got upset and said, get away from me. This is my hour right. where I am trying to get focused. I mean, it looks like I'm over here lifting weights. I'm actually trying to get focused exactly for the right. day. And so I, I, I don't want conversation right now. And I don't That's want, great. Love I it. I want to be by myself. And Love I want it. to get this done so I'm ready for everything else Love the day it. has to bring me. Love it. There's a beautiful, beautiful quote, which I mentioned to you before, from the great philosopher Lao Tzu. He said, to the mind that is still, the universe surrenders. And, and that means there's obstacles in life. And if you have a complicated mind, you, you're a victim of all those obstacles. I, I got to believe you're like a Bruce Lee fan. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> picture in big, big Bruce Lee uh, entered a dragon poster back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, time. I mean, he had a lot of those very similar philosophies. No, and you, but even in military, you, what, what you want is the war. You, want, you don't want a person who's overreacting. Oh, no. you, don't want a, you want a person who's equanimity, who's sure. calm and clear and focused and intelligent and makes the right decision and is not impulsive and is not taking out his stress using drugs and alcohol and jeopardizing. That's what you want. Meditation, transcendental meditation is a warrior's meditation. I remember once, and I won't get into war stories, but I was in a Humvee and I was a younger lieutenant. It was a lieutenant colonel in a front seat and another guy came running up breathlessly to tell us about a situation and the colonel was like looking at us and said, calm down. And the guy was like, you know what I'm saying? Is there somebody shooting at us? No. Calm down. Beautiful. Stop. Beautiful. Tell me again. What is it you're trying to tell Beautiful. me? And just give it to me without all the emotion. You so, learned, yeah, life yeah, lesson yeah, for so you. Yeah, so you're watching. You say, oh, okay, that's how you, that's how you that's do how it. That's how you do it when things are going off all around you kind of thing. You just center on what it is that's important at that moment and, and focus on that. He was a wise colonel. Well, he was. There, there's a lot of them out there, contrary to a lot of popular belief. But there, there oh, are I believe some it. brilliant I believe people it. out there. All right, so one thing we, we always end up with, and I probably could guess this, we always ask people what is their, their favorite exercise. So something other than TM, if you're, if you're doing anything. Uh, I swim. Or, and this I is swim. Any, swim, okay. You look I'm like a, a swimmer. Yeah, I swim. I love... From yeah, swimming's a, phenomenal. Yeah, from a, from a kid, when I was... Uh, I was on a swimming team. I swim because it's long hours back and forth, sure. and just you know, sometimes you're just drinking chlorine. Well, listen, this has been a great discussion. I really and no fountains you. and no uh, no nothing. That was a really terrific segment. I uh, it really resonated with me. Um, I think you're probably similar that I am with a whole lot of energy. And uh, years ago, I actually um, th- uh, a doctor wanted to put me on medication, and the medication was to slow down, to chill out, to do all that kind of stuff. 
And um, Me too. fortunately, another doctor recommended meditation instead. And so I went the meditation route versus the medication. And, um, Ooh, that the, meditation versus medication. Absolutely. And um, it, was, it was mindfulness medica- meditation, which is um, parallel to transcendental meditation. It's a, it's a different approach, but it's the same end result. And um, once I started down that path, it made an m- enormous difference for me in my life. And the way I described it was I love going fast. I don't want to slow down. I love right. being that guy. But when you come into the turns at 200 miles an hour, it's really important to be able to gear down to maybe 100 <laughs> so you can get through them. Wow. And, and great, instead great of going through the tires Creative and the science. stands and the hot dog cart and keep going out in the parking lot, which I did sometimes. And um, but <laughs> so it, Every day of my life. <laughs> but it was neat, though, because to, to start to research that and understand um, how many of the greatest successes in our society, whether it's in business or entertainment or, you know, Colonel Ryan, you've certainly said that in, a, in the military, um, this is an important thing, too, right? Where, where you, you learn how to control your mind. Well, it is. And I, I don't know, you know, I, I said in the interview, I'm clearly a skeptic, and you guys know me well enough to know that this could be a salesman, you know, mumbo sure. jumbo kind of thing. But I tell you, I sat there and I listened to him, and he's got the science behind it, mm-hmm. and he's got the experience and the knowledge, and he, and he, you know, he can walk you through there. And so you become a believer very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And he talked about how this thing was a, a basically an ancient practice and a warrior's practice, and mm-hmm. kind of the, the focus at the time when you need it the most, especially you're going to go into battle. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, whether that battle, again, is in a corporate boardroom or whether you're at the starting line of a race, right? But how do you get to that point where you're ready to face whatever it is that your day is going to bring upon you, right? That challenge. And you sit and you, you actually can lower your, your body's cortisol levels and the rest of it and make yourself just blank out everything else around you and focus on that moment and then perform. And so to me, I, I think it's it's great. And he, again, he talked about that he's introduced this, or at least he's got grants and he's working with the VA and he's also working with at-risk uh, teens, in, or I guess all teens, um, mm-hmm. in some school districts and everything. And those are two, two, two big populations that can clearly use it. I'm sure there's many others out there. Yeah. Prisons. Pain. Yeah. yeah. People who can overcome pain using meditation as well. It's, uh, it's something I don't do. It's a skill I don't have. I think mm-hmm. meditation is a great skill uh, to be able to, to do. I actually really wish I could learn meditation to be able to switch off sometimes. I think it would be really useful for me in my career. But I've certainly seen patients who've been able to meditate their way through significant levels of pain. Um, it, again, it's one of those things that's really difficult for researchers to prove. So a lot of these areas like, haven't, haven't got the, you know, the sort of the research papers that have been thrown right. at drugs, for example, because it's much more difficult to research. But there have been MRI studies where they you know, put people through um, EEG studies where they, they, they measure the electrical waves in the brain when people are meditating. And it looks good. It does look mm-hmm. good. When you mentioned sort of the, the opportunity for skepticism and you talk about it's hard to quantify. And yet when you look at what you're actually trying to do, you're trying to calm yourself down, mm-hmm. make better decisions, find a space inside you, a still space that you know is always there. It's not the chattering that's always going on. And you think about whether it's prayer, you know, people who pray, um, it's whether you want to describe it to a higher power or not, it gives them a grounding and a center. And when you think about anything that we're doing, we focus and we breathe and you calm down and then you approach it better. So from the standpoint of, um, uh, you know, some of the more mystical um, things that people ascribe to it, you don't even need that. And that's what really sold me on it was that it doesn't have to be religion or deep Eastern philosophy. It's simply, can I slow down, 
Can I make better decisions? Can I feel better about myself and my life? And can I have a peace of mind that tells me that no matter what's going on around me, I can always find that still space. And, um, but one thing that you mentioned about, uh, about not meditating and, and, and wishing that you had that practice, um, so many people use one of two excuses for why they don't meditate. Either I don't meditate because I can't slow my mind down, which is like saying I don't eat because I'm so hungry or I don't do yoga because I'm not flexible. <laughs> it's a great way to become. I don't know how to. I've never well, been taught. You, so if you want to call me and let me know, we're going to talk Johnny. off camera because that's actually <laughs> yeah. a, an area of expertise that I have. Definitely. And, um, but the other side of it too is people say, I just don't have time. I mean, I just, where am I going to find 10 minutes? And the funny part about that is they say that you should meditate for 10 minutes every day. And if you don't have 10 minutes, meditate for 20. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> because you really need it more than anybody yeah. if you can't find 10 minutes, right? So anyway, I just want to throw that in there that um, uh, for anyone watching that who wants to look into meditation, um, there are several different schools. Transcendental Meditation obviously um, was very popularized in the 70s and has still maintained itself as a, as a dominant thread. Mindfulness Meditation is another great one. Um, uh, John Kabat-Zinn from um, Massachusetts uh, really brought Western Buddhism over with that idea. But even if it's simply just sitting and breathing for 10 minutes, when you talk about how to meditate, Imagine sitting, not breathing for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Then we'd have to call you. I've taken, I've taken this podcast to just sit and breathe for 10 minutes. <laughs> we noticed that. Wow. Yeah. Very hey, nice. and, and you know what? I'm much calmer because of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a very calming influence on all of us. Thank you. So now that we're all so chilled out, uh, if you want to find out more about Bob Roth, more about uh, Transcendental Meditation, more about our podcast or to see any of their episodes, go to SpartanUpPodcast.com. I also want to mention if you're listening on iTunes, fantastic. Subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Uh, post a review so that more people find out about us. And also check us out on YouTube because some great looking people around me, really great looking person behind the camera and Marion who you don't get to see, but we do and trust us. She looks fantastic. Thanks so much. Breathe deep. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. We hope you enjoy the episode. To find more show notes, audio and video, please visit us at SpartanUpPodcast.com slash zero niner six. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. Spartan.